Brought to you by the WZIP Sports Team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the Steelers. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Sports Power Talk is in overtime, and the new year is now in full effect. And what better way to usher in the new year than to look back at the best of the best the wrestling world had to give us in 2022. I am your host, Logan Buchanan, and today I am joined by Alex Henry. What's up, guys? And Jake Murren. What's going on? So, guys, 2022 had a lot of great moments, a lot of great wrestling, a lot of great wrestlers, and we're going to touch all bases tonight, starting off with our first category, the best heel or face turn of the year. Jake, I'm going to throw it to you first. What was the best heel or face turn? Yeah, so I have an AEW face turn here as my best face turn of the year. And I have when Wardlow turned face at AEW Revolution. When he helped CM Punk defeat MJF in a dog collar match by passing him the AEW Dynamite ring, Wardlow went on to win the TNT title. He had a good run at least near the beginning of winning the title, of course, we know that he ended up teaming up with Samojo, mm-hmm. and it kind of became a lackluster title run. Uh, honorable mention to William Regal's heel turn at AW Full oh, Gear. Yeah. Even though like it didn't have much time to live, like the worst part about it is that it was so short lived because Regal left AW. Yeah, and that's why my actual best face turn of the year is Wardlow's turn at AW Revolution. Interesting. I think when I was looking back at the heel and face turns this year, I thought it was a little lackluster. And I'm not sure if it was really the turns that were lackluster, but I think what happened after was, and I think what happened with Wardlow's TNT title run kind of diminished his turn, in my opinion. Yeah, but the build up to him Mm -hmm. betraying MJF was so fun and so entertaining. And when it actually happened in that dog collar match, one of the best matches in AEW history, I mean, it it was a beautiful sight. No, for sure. I appreciate, like, what they did with Wardlow. Alex, do you have the same pick? Or different? Different pick. Big credit to Regal, though, because that was not something in my mind um, when I was doing this. But I'm going to stick with what I have. I picked Dominic Mysterio. Uh, It was just, number one, Clash of the Castle was one of the best pay-per-views this year. And this moment is what made that part of that pay-per-view so great. Mm -hmm. Him wanting to come out of his dad's shadows, turning on Edge, and now the judgment day just becomes that more dark and mm. evil. And then the little love, the love story, everything. It was awesome. And I think it was the best thing for Dominic because I wasn't a fan of him. Mm-hmm. Still really not the biggest fan of him. But now when he comes on, I kind of have a reason to not like him besides his actual ability. Now mm-hmm. it's like, I don't like him because he is a heel yeah. and he plays a good heel. So that, that was, uh, that was my pick. Interesting. I mean, I don't think that's, a great heel turn just because one everyone saw it coming i and didn't re- so maybe, you didn't maybe, see it coming maybe i'm very gullible i did not <laughs> see it coming no no i didn't that's crazy um hey but to each their own my favorite heel turn this year was christian and luchasaurus turning on jungle boy i think the feud afterwards 
every match was really decent. Um, Jungle Boy getting beaten down by Luchasaurus and then getting betrayed. And their steel cage match was huge. I just think Christian plays such a good heel, and it really like rejuvenated all of their careers from just that silly tag team to now like an actual big part of AEW. Sadly, Christian got injured, so we couldn't. We don't have the big blow off yet between him and Jungle Boy. But I do think the story after the turn was probably the best this year. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I really enjoyed Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. I mean, I know they didn't really have a true match, but that feud itself. Mm-hmm. What bothered me with that, though, is how many times Luchasaurus like, oh, yeah. flipped. Yeah. I mean, he was like a light switch, whether he was on Jungle Boy's side or whether he was on Christian Cage's side. So that's the only thing that would, I don't know, make me feel a little bit less about that mm-hmm. face or heel turn. But not a bad pick. No, I, I mean, hey, to each their own, like we said. Mm-hmm. But that does take us to the next category, the best promo of the year who was who had the best promo if you can kind of give us a breakdown of what they said or why you think this one was more elite than the other ones take it away alex henry aew mjf Mm. when he just popped off we we just we all mjf this should be the only category well maybe one of the only categories but like we should all agree on this one no doubt we all came in to the station the next day and we were all was it real? Was it fake? Mm-hmm. Was it what, what? What? Was it a shoot? What was? What, what was he doing? Mm-hmm. We didn't know. That that is a good promo right there. When you just don't know, and it left that pit inside of you, and you just wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It was truly awesome, and it just went to that promo. MJF was already one of the best. It just set him that much higher For after sure. the promo. I think the the best part about that promo is even months after it happened we hadn't seen MJF we haven't heard about him cuz he was like radio silent off twitter off everything you still talked about him because of that promo right. that is a that is a generation promo you know you have your Austin 316 you have your CM Punk pipe bomb you have your Shawn Michaels in Montreal MJF's pipe bomb when he just went off on Tony that's going to be remembered for decades yeah, it really is. I have honorable mentions for every single category except for this one because nothing else compares mm. to MJS Pipe Bomb on Tony Khan. Arguably better than the original Pipe Bomb that CM Punk did. He said that he didn't want to be here anymore. He's the only person that makes you feel anything talking to the audience. He said that Tony Khan hoards money to give it all to the ex-WWE mm. guys he keeps bringing in. Tony, I want you to fire me. All these lines hit so hard, and at the end of it, they censored his mic. It cut to the end of the promo. I mean, we were all, like Alex said, in shock. Yeah, I mean, I was I was left speechless, and that is very hard to do modern wrestling is to leave someone like me speechless. Mm-hmm. So, hey, quick one. Let's, let's, try and, uh, let's try and do some more of those. Best return of the year. I will start this one. You know, I watched this guy leave. I watched him grow into the best performer this generation has seen Cody Rhodes on the Indies, Ring of Honor. He went to New Japan. He went to AEW. He created AEW to go from undesirable to undeniable. Came back at Mania with the amazing story, Seth not being able to get a match, and then the lights went out. Wrestling has more than one royal family, and there's Cody Rhodes. I jumped out of my seat. I had a huge little child grin on my face like I was eight year old. I was eight years old again. It's just nothing tops that when I watched him leave 
and then grow and then come back. Jake, who do you have? Cody Rhodes is my honorable mention. <sighs> my actual best return of the year, which I think is going to be Alex's return of the year, is Bray Wyatt oh. at Extreme Rules. The White Rabbit lead up to this return, the close attention to detail during the entrance. I'll give you this. Rhodes' return was bigger, but the way in which Wyatt returned was cooler, more dramatic, and honestly, I don't think we're going to ever see something like that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, Jake's right. <laughs> <laughs> I do have Bray Wyatt as my biggest return, and uh, if I could add on anything Jake said, it was everybody knew it was Bray Wyatt, but everyone still had doubt mm-hmm. it was going to be Bray Wyatt. When it came to Cody and Seth, I knew it was going to be Cody. I feel like everybody knew, but the fact that people still, until the moment they saw Bray Wyatt came out, couldn't confirm it was Bray. Mm-hmm. Even though we all thought it, we all wanted it, and then he was the right white rabbit, and the crowd pop was just immaculate. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, I need to get this like stigma out of my head that whenever it comes to a moment like that, like I said with the heel turns, I need to see what happens next, and Bray's kind of been in a limbo of what's happening. I'm not saying I don't like it, but Cody, after his return, had match of the night after match of the night after match of the year like i just think that one raises his return better than bray's just at the moment you know who knows maybe maybe with the rumble or i do like his feud with la Knight right now and i remember the build up for the white rabbit i was sitting there every qr code i was trying to figure it out myself i don't know i just think cody's is just it's that much a little bit better just a little bit Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like I said, it was bigger. It was more significant. But just the way that Wyatt returned with the QR code, with the subtle details, I mean, it's just nothing that we have ever seen. It's something that we're probably never going to see again because Bray Wyatt just has that professional wrestling mind like no other in the business. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. I do think he has a very – and especially under Triple H is going to be a very interesting story being told. But moving on, we do have the best pay-per-view or premium live event in WWE's case of the year. Alex, I'm going to throw it to you first. What was the best pay-per-view or premium live event? Full gear, without Mm. a doubt, AEW. It was so beautiful. Top to bottom, there were some sleepers. And I feel like with a card that big, bound to happen. Uh, But, man, I was just intrigued. The entire time from the returns, another return that we didn't even talk about uh, tag team wise. I uh, really drawing a blank right now, but they came out to carry. Dude, why can I not? The elite, young the bucks. elite. Thank you, okay. appreciate it. You're an awesome guy. Um, and uh, like it just had everything. It was beautiful. And then the end with the brass knuckles, beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. pay per view. That was my favorite. Uh, interesting. I I don't think I even had full gear in my top three, oh. but. That's just me. Jake? I think Full Gear is number three for me. Mm. My honorable mention, my number two, is Clash at the Castle. Okay. Like Alex said, I mean, Seamus, Gunther, uh, maybe Match oh, of the Year. Oh, but, but they chopped each other. Are you are you sure that's well, okay, Jake? They chopped each other. Honestly, I didn't even really watch the match. Yeah. So okay. there you go. I just know it's a Match of the Year candidate among mm-hmm, other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, McIntyre Reigns was awesome. Edge's mm. walkout in that crowd was awesome. That's my honorable mention. My actual pay-per-view of the year. I don't think any pay-per-view this year – really stood out to me it wasn't an obvious choice at all actually mm-hmm. i had to dig for this category but my pay-per-view of the year is aw x and j and jpw uh forbidden mm, door. okay it's got to be forbidden door you have 
Hiroshi Tanahashi versus John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy that stole the show. I mean, if you're talking about a card top to bottom, I know it lost CM Punk versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, but Forbidden Door, it was a great card. And I mean, I loved Forbidden Door, but I think you're missing out. If you want to talk about a card top to bottom, then we got to talk about the best pay-per-view of the year, AEW Revolution. Adam Page and Adam Cole, Kingston and Jericho, Danielson versus Moxley, Regal's debut after that match, the bi- the first big House of Black match. I mean, you guys know I'm a huge House of Black fan. Plus, you had the MJF and CM Punk dog collar match and the triple threat Red Dragon, Young Bucks, uh, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus match. I think top to bottom, this is the best pay-per-view of the year, of the entire year when yeah. it comes to wrestling. It's not a bad pick, and honestly, I don't think whatever you choose as your best pay-per-view of the year is, like, you just your personal favorite. Mm -hmm. And there just didn't seem like there was that one pay-per-view in 2022 that really stood up against all the others. Mm -hmm. We had a a great slate of pay-per-views for both WWE and AEW, so that's great, but not one of them is king, in my opinion. I think another honorable mention would be SummerSlam for me. Um, I really, really loved SummerSlam, but for me, I think I was losing my heart in AEW, mm. so it's, it is more personable, and then that full gear was like, nope, JK, it was awesome, and mm. then, so I feel like everybody's got their reasons to why they, yeah. um, yeah. Good point. I just, their pay-per-view. I remember, I, I went back and I watched every pay-per-view of last year that I had, and AEW Revolution, I mean, I was top to bottom fully invested in every single thing, like it was airing for the first time. I just wish that we would have been able to cover it because this was one that we didn't cover this past year. But moving on to best feud of the year, and I need to say this one first because I want to see Alex's opinion and face when I say it. The greatest feud of this year was Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. I was going to go Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, but whatever. Alex, what 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 do you think? It's a good feud. Yeah. Oh, it's a great feud. That's a great pick. It had. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Exactly. And that is a really good pick. Exactly. Now. They may not have fought. They may not have actually ever gotten to the ring. Right. But they. This was the feud that everybody was watching SmackDown for. This was the feud everyone was watching. Uh, Clash of the Castle. It never got boring either. No, it never got yeah. boring. That's Each night it was better and better, and then that blow off. When they hugged at the end of War Games, I had a tear in my eye. It was emotional. It was emotional. Yeah. It was. It is the best storied feud. Maybe not in-ring, because they never were in-ring opposing. But best feud, 100% Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. Alex, who did you have? I have CM Punk and MJF here. And I know it started later, but the feud still went into this year. And their matches were this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just awesome. Two guys that are great on the mic. Two guys where their personalities clashed very well. Every time they cut promos with with each other, which was the majority of the entire feud, um, it was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah. Interesting. That was like honorable mention. Yeah. I mean, their biggest blow off MJF and CM Punk dog collar was in my pay per view of the year. Yeah. So that was a fire match. I was going to go CM Punk MJF, but I know it started in 2021, so I wanted to come up with something else that Mm -hmm. was really dominantly in 2022 here. My honorable mention is actually Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. You could also do Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Both of those are great feuds. This one I think you guys are going to make fun of me a little bit for. 
So your feud of the year, Logan, was mostly story. Mm-hmm. Right? It was all story because mm-hmm. they didn't actually, Never actually fight fought. in the ring. So yours was all story. Mine is all wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these teams have actually cut oh, promos no. on each other, but the wrestling has been immaculate. It's Death Triangle versus the Elite. Oh, okay. The storytelling with the hammer has been fantastic. The best of seven series has been genius storytelling. The Elites return at full gear. The wrestling speaks for, speaks for itself. It's perfect. The different stipulations they're bringing into these matches, the ladder match on January 11th, I believe, it's going to be a fantastic conclusion to one of the best feuds of the year. No, Jake, that's a really good pick. And I think to your point in terms of a feud – they are able to tell so much of a story mm-hmm. versus each other. And to your point, mm. I don't know if they have talked to each other on yeah, the mic. Yeah, it's been like Kenny Omega, like one minute right after, after a match. I yeah. think he spoke because yeah. that he laid down the law of the stipulation. Yes, yeah. After the match three or four. This is so weird because I That's I was feud. gonna give you it's great feud. I, I was gonna give you huge props because I thought you were gonna go with an ROH feud, FTR versus the Briscoes, who had three five star matches this year. And but you went Death Triangle in the Elite. I don't know, I don't know. I'm just like every match has been good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every match has like, been good. really good. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I would have put that above even your honorable mentions of Seth and Riddle. Yeah, and even for me, this is just the feud that I've enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. And like Alex said, the storytelling even in ring has been phenomenal, and the wrestling itself. I mean, I've been entertained, and I've been looking forward mm-hmm. to every single Dynamite then a match in the best of seven series was happening. No, I will say it's been the best part of Dynamite, I think, every single time that yeah. they've fought. And they usually take like a half an hour chunk out of the two hours of Dynamite, and you just know that half an hour, mm-hmm. bananas. It, it's really hard to have six different matches because each one has been different. So that is very interesting. I don't know. I mean, Credit to those guys for doing that yeah, too. Yeah, credit. Now, on from the best feud to the best match of the year. Alex, I'm going to throw it to you first. In your humble, humble opinion, who put on the best match in 2022? I'm about to get flamed. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I will for this category too, Alex. I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm just going to say it. Okay. Best match of this year, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. That match, when I watched it, I was on the edge of my seat the entire match. It was beautiful. Logan Paul looked like one of the best wrestlers of all. He looked like he was a better wrestler than Roman Reigns in that match. It was incredible. The spots, the the selfie through the camera, his friends coming out, everything. It was beautiful. It was my match of the year. I didn't watch it. I watched highlights. Well, then. <laughs> Wow. Didn't didn't really didn't really care for it. Oh, you should. It's a great match. It's a great match. Match of the year. I I did like his buckshot and the selfie through the table. I think is like one of the most innovative things this Evan. past year. Yeah, but I don't know, Alex. There, there's a lot of better choices than that one. Well, maybe watch it. <laughs> Jake, please. I I hope yours isn't isn't as out of the blue as Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. It's out of the blue, but I think you're going to give me more credit than you give Alex Logan. August 24th, AW Dynamite in Cleveland, Ohio, because I was in attendance. It is Death Triangle versus Aussie Open. That okay. match to me stands out and partially because, you know, I was in attendance that night in Cleveland. 
but the opening sequence between Will Ospreay and Ray Phoenix, the spots by Ospreay and Pac throughout the match, Kip Sabian returned near the end. Mm. It set up Aussie Open versus the Elite. They cut a promo after Dynamite went mm-hmm. off air. Just the spots in the match and what these six athletes were able to accomplish in the entire match, I mean, it was phenomenal. And they were given 30 to 40 minutes for it, too. This was after uh, the squash match between Moxley and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. This match was so, so good. And even watching it back, I still think it's one of those matches that stand out most to me this entire year, and that's why it's my match of the year. Interesting. I don't – I'm – I think the only reason you didn't choose a different one is because Cody went to WWE. Because I could have sworn you were going to go Sammy and Cody for the TNT title. Which was such a fire match. That match was so good. The ladder match where you were in attendance? That that was in... That was January. That was January. All right, I'm changing it for that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you you stopped me, man. That is totally the match of the year. I was about to say, you haven't haven't stopped talking about it. Well, that match feels like it was forever ago because it was was. last January, I think 24th or 26th. It was almost a year ago. Yeah. It it just doesn't feel like that happened in 2022, but I guess it did. So, yeah. Drop everything (laughs) I said about Dead Triangle (laughs) Aussie Open. Still a great match, but no, give me Cody Rhodes, uh, Sammy Guevara, ladder match. TNT title all the way. That match was I shouldn't so have, shouldn't have even said anything. Great match. Shouldn't have even said I was anything. gonna. I was about to say okay. something. So you, you know, you said it before me. Well, I don't know. I may even get flamed. I think we all have like our favorite match of the year because yeah. this match isn't the best in ring. It's not the best story, but it is the match I have watched at least five times this year, and it is Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly at Double or Nothing. This match has everything that I love. It has two of my favorite wrestlers, Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen. And they put on a clinic of not only hard-hitting, like, Daredevil stuff like Darby does, but also technical little submission-based judo in Kyle O'Reilly. They only went on, I think, like, 13 minutes, but the pacing was perfect for the pay-per-view. It was a perfect one-off, and the finish was really good because I think a big problem with AEW in in particular is their finishes are like false finish, false finish, false finish. You know this what next one is the one that's gonna win. Where this one it was perfect knee drop off the top. Darby just I think he just barely kicked out at the end, or he just completely out. It was just a good little wrestling match. Good little good little time. I feel like diehard fans are gonna give you a lot of credit because that's definitely a match I feel like went under a lot of people's radar. It wasn't on it any went, list. Yeah, I checked. I think it went under mine too because watching that match originally, I was like, yeah, that was a good match. Did I think about it the next day mm. after? Not really. Yeah. But it was a good match. I would maybe put like Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. I mean, that match was. I didn't really amazing. care for that one. Love well, that match. I mean, the spot Darby. Oh, Allen the did with chair spot. Chairs. Yeah, like, absolutely. On. That match to me sticks out a little bit more than the Kyle O'Reilly match, mm-hmm. just because if you're thinking about Darby Allen and everything that Darby Allen can do, yeah, but and Jeff Hardy and everything Jeff Hardy can do, I mean, that match was a dream match. To your point, this showed that Darby can do more than just the Daredevil stuff, though, because he was matching yeah. techniques yeah. with Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean. You said it many times, to each of their own. Mm. Best match of the year, I think, is a very subjective category, if not yeah. all of these, I mean, but especially honorable match mention, of the year. Honorable mention to all the Cody and Seth matches. Uh, I almost put Roman and Lesnar at SummerSlam because that was just an insane little spot fest. But it's the match I've watched most, so it had to be. Had to, t- had to top. Had to top the list. 
Moving on, this is our first of the like people awards. This is the future star award. Alex, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Who is gonna be a future star in 2023 and onwards? Leaving WWE, coming back to AEW. Give me Ricky Starks. <sighs> Ricky Starks comes back from injury, looks good, gets pushed, little tiny pushes here and there, and then he beats, he beats MJF in a promo. Mm-hmm. He beats MJF, which was my promo of the year. Mm-hmm. And he, mind you, he's a really good wrestler. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm gonna give him my future award. Been saying it for months. Is Jake. that yours as well? No, okay. no, it is not. I, I do think Ricky Starks is a future star, but I think my guy has just a little bit more coming up. Interesting. So Ricky Starks is my honorable mention. Yeah. I mean, he started the year as FTW champion with Team Taz, and then Alex just mentioned how he ended the year crazy beginning of 2022 to the end of 2022 mm-hmm. progression by Ricky Starks. Absolutely loved what I saw there, but I thought we were actually all going to agree on this award. I'm kind of shocked that we aren't. I'm giving it to Logan Paul. Oh my That's a good Logan pick. Logan Paul. That's a great He pick. might not be a future star in 2023 because of the injuries yeah. he, he suffered to Roman That's Reigns, but you think about his matches against the Mysterios, WrestleMania 38, The Miz at SummerSlam, and Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel expectations could not have been lower and his in-ring ability was a 100 out of 10 he's one of the best wrestlers right now i mean logan paul wrestling ability shocked the world shocked the professional wrestling world this year or in 2022 hopefully he can recover and get back in 2023 and he absolutely should be the future star that's crazy i w pick okay out of all those matches which ones did you watch jake I watched the Roman Reigns match, okay. but I know <laughs> by word of mouth and doing research that the uh, match against the Mysterios and the Miz were pretty good, too. The match against the Miz was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was a little little sloppy. But I actually really loved the Roman Reigns match. Didn't care for Crown Jewel too much, but that main event, fantastic. I don't know. I mean, when I think future star— I'm glad me and Jake are getting along. I don't know. When I see future star, I see a man who has the potential to be world champion— in 2023, and that is Mr. A-Town Down, Austin Theory. He has shown that through thick and thin, he can take any story, make it good. He can feud with anyone, and he feuded with everyone this summer. Every Raw, he was feuding with someone new. Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, The Miz, Roman Reigns. Anyone they threw at him, he could match. Any match they threw at him, he could make star-studded. And his little feud right now with Seth Rollins, it's elite. It's the best thing on Raw right now. Austin Theory, he's going to be the best thing on Raw all through 2023. I don't care what you think, Alex. Beyblade Theory. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. He'd be in my honorable mentions 100%. Yeah. Yeah. A-Town Down all through 2023. But I think this is another one that all three of us are going to agree on. It is the tag team of the year. Jake, you are shaking your head, and if you pick anyone else besides the two that me and Alex have, you are going to get flamed. Oh, goodness. That's a lot of pressure, Logan. Yeah. I think my honorable mention is the team that you guys are going to have. But my tag team of the year is the Acclaimed. Oh, 
Yeah, everybody loves the acclaimed. Yeah, we all have. Everybody the loves okay, the okay. acclaimed. Gotta okay. have the acclaimed. You scared me, you put Jake. Pressure on me, man. You scared me. You put pressure. Who's okay. your honorable mention? FTR. Okay. Uh, I mean. Their matches with Aussie Open in New Japan, the trilogy with the Briscoes and ROH, the matches with the Young Bucks and the Acclaimed in AEW. But what draws me, what separates me from FTR and the Acclaimed here is that FTR had stretches of time in mm-hmm. 2022 where they were off AEW television. Mm-hmm. A, the, the Acclaimed, I mean, the Acclaimed could be your future star Acclaimed award. every Wednesday. They could be your future star award. The matches with Swerve in Our Glory, the Gun Club, FTR, they were so over that Tony Khan should have called an audible and had mm-hmm. them crowned as AW Tag Team Champions at All Out before he eventually made it right at AW Grand Slam. Absolutely. The acclaimed had the loudest and funniest chants I've ever heard in professional wrestling history. Everybody loves the acclaimed. They're my tag team of the year, but I really can't argue against the people out there that think FTR should. No, be I mean those who say FTR or the Usos or the or the Young Bucks, absolutely. The no doubt, but. The fact that Anthony Bowens and Max Caster were able to go from dark at the beginning of the year to the greatest thing in AEW by the by not even the end of the year, by two-thirds of the way into the year is astonishing. You just don't see homegrown talent get so many fans behind them that quickly. Alex, why did you pick the acclaimed as the best tag team? Because they're awesome, and I love them, and I love what they do for wrestling. Their gimmick is so fun. Yeah. And I just I love everything about them. It's so cool. Honorable mention to the Usos, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though they didn't really actually wrestle this much this year, they still held the belts. So. Yeah, I mean, Jey Uso was in my feud of the year. Yeah. So I got to say, though, guys, we say it every single time we do an AEW podcast. Everyone loves the acclaimed. How couldn't they be the best tag team when everyone loves them? How? Answer me that. That's a good point. But moving on, we have our second to final, the best female wrestler of the year. Jake, I'm going to start with you. Who was the best female wrestler in 2022? You're shaking your head at me, Alex, but I think you're going to like my pick. Okay, good. Honorable mention, Jamie Hayter. Just okay. didn't do much in the beginning of the year. Plus, I think she's That's been fair. overshadowed by Britt Baker yeah. a lot. I'm really – I fully expect doing this next year. I won't be a part of it, but you guys doing this next year. Female wrestler of 2023, mm-hmm. probably going to be Jamie Hayter. But female wrestler of 2022, Bianca Belair. Okay. Fire. 47 minutes in the Royal Rumble. Won mm-hmm. the Elimination Chamber to challenge Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 38. Beat Lynch to become Raw Women's Champion. Since then – Great matches against Asuka and especially Bailey. <laughs> try, I mean, try, try that again. Asuka. Asuka. <laughs> it's okay. Bianca Belair. You flame Alex whenever he does something like well, that. So I, I gotta. I gotta. Asuka. 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 That was close enough. <laughs> Best female wrestler of the year. Bianca Belair. Interesting. Do you guys have different picks? Alex, nope. you you were shaking your head, but interesting. I thought he was just gonna say something silly. He was say no, Sor- he was right. He was Soraya. right. He was right. No, it's got to be Bianca Belair. She's fire. She. I mean. She's definitely more for the kids, uh, you know, 100%. But in terms of wrestling, she's really good, mm-hmm. and she's very talented. And when I think of, like, you know, for best female wrestler, best male wrestler, kind of my criteria was if I close my eyes and I think, you know, I see a face. Mm-hmm. Who is it? The face of female wrestling this year, I see Bianca Belair's face. Interesting. I got to say, honorable mentions to Jamie Hayter. I didn't even think about her. 
And I think that's because she didn't have a strong year, like the beginning of it. Uh, also, I, I got to give the honorable mention to Bianca Belair because my my best female of this year has just – she has been the forefront of Raw. She has been in the best segments, some of the best moments. It is Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is – she put on amazing matches. I'm pretty sure she lasted decently long in the Rumble with Bianca Belair. Um, she had the tag team match with – Liv Morgan, they were like a little tag team. Then she went on to Judgment Day, and from that point on, Judgment Day ran Raw. They were the best thing next to Austin Theory on Raw. I mean, who who else recently can say that they slammed Luke Gallows? Let alone, which females can say that they slammed Luke Gallows? I mean, her stuff with Dominic and her matches, I really liked her at War Games. Her little thing with Beth Phoenix, I just... I think Bianca Belair is a little bland. Just a little bland. Well, I would say Rhea doesn't always impress me in the ring. Wow. Yeah. Can you, you know, elaborate on that? She gives like, me she gives me big guy do big thing type vibes for the female wrestling community. Interesting. And that's boring. Wow. I, but sometimes she doesn't just do big girl do big things, and then she's cool. But throw her in a match, she's probably just going to do big girl big things. Like slams, but slam someone like Luke Gallows. No, it was, fine. It was awesome. It was awesome. Was Bianca. She beat Akira Tozawa on this is TV. Bianca. She beat Rhea Ripley. Has has Bianca beaten a male wrestler on TV? I'm just saying. Didn't think so. I'm just saying. Didn't think so. Uh, yeah. I'm really surprised you picked Bianca Belair, Jake. I just feel like she's been the staple of female wrestling this year. Even though I certainly haven't tuned into WWE much this year. She's a staple of female wrestling. That's a great point. Right. She's just the, like Alex said, I think you said it really well. When you close your eyes, look at the face of female wrestling <laughs> don't, this year. I do not see a Rhea Ripley. I see Rhea Ripley. It's not, it's not Rhea, I think it's Bianca Belair. And I don't think, obviously, AEW, the women's division, is mm-hmm. their worst. I, I Honorable mention to Jade Cargill. She made me a fan this year. That's true. She that's not, made me a fan. That's not bad. I just think that Nyla Rose feud was one of the worst in AW history, so I don't even want to talk about Jade Cargill yeah. right now. Um, but no, Bianca Belair, I, I know she has the in-ring talent, and I think the feuds have been pretty good too uh, from an outsider's perspective. So I just think she absolutely deserves female wrestler of the year. Interesting. I don't know. I just think between her, between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, she was bland, and then every feud she's been in since, I like the other person. I just like them more. Not even like healer face i like them more i just like what they do more but that might just be me it might just be me i know you don't even like damage control so i don't even know if I, yeah like i don't even know if i put Rhea in my top three this year wow honestly that's crazy yeah that's that's actually a little crazy actually you want me to really heat you up before we move a little on? bit i probably like put ronda above Rhea Ripley that's this in- year you're insane you're in- <laughs> you're insane saying. ronda had the worst match of this year and you put her above Rhea ripley yep shout out to willow nightingale Willow Nightingale? <laughs> Shout out to Willow Nightingale? Are you crazy? I was just trying to get a reaction out of you, Logan. <laughs> Shout I out do. to Thunder Rosa. No. I really no. do like Shout Willow, out. though. No, shout out Thunder Rosa. Though, Willow too. makes me happy when she's on my TV, <laughs> I turn, I go to, I actually fell asleep during her last match. I fell asleep. You, do you like Willow, Alex? I do. Yeah, yeah. she's fun. She's kind of walkout cool. music, she dances. I think she has she has a good chance of being a star. In you don't like her? No. Why not? I fall asleep during her program. Aww. Oh, Logan, you're so disrespectful. 
disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful. You want to talk about disrespectful? Talk about Alex p- p- putting Ronda Rousey on the pedestal that she doesn't deserve. Yeah, I mean, that's stupid as well. Yeah, but... I mean, heated up. My levels are spiking right now. I'm just... I know. I just knew I was going to make you mad when oh, I said that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if you two agree on male wrestler of the year and throw me under the probably bus. Probably won't. Probably won't. <laughs> Jake... I'll let you have the first one. Male wrestler of the year in 2022. Who outshined everyone else? It's the wild thing. It's John Moxley. It's not, not a bad pick. Valid not pick. a bad pick. Male wrestler Very of the year valid pick. is John Moxley. The consistent brutality in the ring. Matches against Wheeler Yuta. Kino- wow. Hold up. Rewind. Kanoshke Takeshita. There it is. There we go. CM Punk, Chris Jericho, consistent reliability and Ryan dedication Anderson. as the figurehead of AEW when AEW needed him most. Yeah. He canceled a planned vacation for AEW, put MJF over at full gear. His reset promo on Dynamite after the CM Punk media scrum at All Out in September gave everybody hope that AEW was going to be okay after mm-hmm. that event. He wrestled, I believe, 61 times on TV or pay-per-view for AEW. I don't I'm not sure how outdated that number is, but that's still an insane number. Honorable mention sure, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins and WWE, but in terms of consistency and being the figurehead of a brand, John Moxley. No, I mean I can't argue. No, I can't argue cuz we we've talked about it before that John just put the company on his back when they oh, needed yeah. him most. You know, some people don't like his matches because he bleeds too much or he has the same just throw down beat up style. But, you know, if that's not for you, that's not for you. I just think John Moxley is just all around valid pick. I, I Yeah, I can't argue with you, Alex. Yeah, I'm not going to try to argue with him, but I do have a different pick. Oh, um, tribal chief. I'm going Roman Reigns. Oh, man. I think I mean, it's like. He's grown on me mm-hmm. so much. Hey, the throw, reason, him up, throw him up. The reason the tribal chief has grown on me so much, my tribal chief has grown on me so much, is because how good he is. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. He's good. Beat Seth. Mm-hmm. Beat Goldberg. Yes. Beat Brock. Beat Brock. Beat Mac. His match with McIntyre. Yes. Beautiful. And then matches that he's in with the Usos. Mm-hmm. When he's on screen. It's like, it's like a different figure. It's like, oh yeah. It's like a, it's like an Undertaker esque feeling, but not in the same realm. But just how you you get a feeling for sure. That's Roman Reigns. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I put him, I put him at number one. Tribal, no, I tribal mean chief that is. Top. I, I, I acknowledge my tribal chief, and I was in the same boat with you. I didn't want to like him because thought he was getting a little stale, but then he proved me wrong, and then he put on even, even his on mic ability mm-hmm. is top three in professional wrestling right now mind you he used to not be able to talk no at all no and now he's one of the best on mic when he gets a mic john moxley would be my honorable mention because he yeah he just carried AEW. i gotta say you know i'll be scrolling on my phone looking at tiktoks looking at instagram but the second i hear roman reigns theme i'm like boom what's happening right because you know it's must see Mm -hmm. and that's just generational talent right there yeah but I got to disagree with you, Alex. And I got to disagree with you, Jake. I'm going with the other member of the Shield. We all picked a different Shield member. It's Seth Rollins. Wow, we did. That's interesting. It is Seth 
Rollins. I mean, when you look at his matches, his match with Roman Reigns, his match with Cody, his matches with Cody, his his feud with Riddle, his feud with Theory, every opportunity they've given Seth to shine, he's shown. He's shined. He's been that guy. He's him. He is him. I mean, his psychology, his entrances, his drip, just everything about him screams megastar. Everything about him from his the little things he does in the ring to what he does outside of the ring encapsulates the best wrestler of the year. It's Seth Rollins. For me, and mind you, I disclaimer, I didn't grow up with The Rock, but I always have a difficult time with what I've experienced with heels that everybody loves. Mm. And even MJF got to a point where everybody loved him, and he still does whatever he can to make you hate him. Everybody loves Seth. Mm-hmm. And for a great reason, and that's why Seth is so good, and I'm not really going to argue with you either. The reason I don't have him is because outside of the rock, because I didn't grow up in that generation, every time it's like a heel that's supposed to be a heel, but everybody loves him, then when I'm watching the match, it just feels like I'm watching two faces fighting each other, and I'm like, eh. And see, I can't because of the psychology that Seth brings in. I mean, when he came out to the Shields theme against Roman, like, that's that's different. No, that's fine. When he came out with Dusty's polka dots and then pulled out the American uh, Nightmare, I think, like, waist thing that Cody does, it's every little detail. He's so detail-oriented, and that's what I love in professional wrestling is the little things, and he does them so, so well. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue the pick. To me, though, if I think of best male wrestler of the year, I think of the biggest guys in each promotion. Sure. I'm not, a great point. If I'm thinking of, like, best male wrestler of the year part two, or if there's an A and B category, B, certainly Seth Rollins. I He's one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. But to me, he just doesn't stack up. And he is a megastar. I agree with you. But he just doesn't stack up to me as the likes of Roman Reigns or John Moxley. No, I mean, that's that's all opinion-based. Nicely just... said. Yeah, because I think – well, I do think there is something to be said that, you know, in, in just in terms of sports, I'm always the guy that's like, oh, just because they have the most championships doesn't mean he's the best, you know, LeBron guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, like, picking who the best wrestler of the year is, in reality, no matter who it is, it should be that face of the company. So if John Moxley is the face of AEW, then in, you're really like AEW, he should probably be the best wrestler of the year male wrestler of the year. If, you know, you're a WWE fan over AEW fan, then Roman Reigns should probably be wrestler of the year. I think that's a good point. I just, so, because I, beto- I was going between all three of them, honestly. But the thing that put Seth over for me is I, any time that I knew Seth was going to be on something, I made sure to pay full attention to it. And another part, the reason I picked him over Roman is because, when was the last time besides his tag team match that wasn't even that good with Kevin Owens, Cena, and Sammy? When was the last time he wrestled on SmackDown? Not often. But Seth was putting in work every he's, night. He's a tribal chief. That's why. I'm just. That's just my. That was thing. It, Roman's thing is not. I wrestle every Friday mm-hmm. and Monday. But Seth could do just that. Just like MJF's thing isn't. I wrestle every Monday and Friday. That's so all. It depends on your gimmick. Hey, Seth's gimmicks works for me. That is interesting, though, that we picked all three members of the that Shield. That is insane to me. Yeah. We're, these are 2022 Wrestling Awards, and we have all three different members of the Shield as the best male wrestler of the year. They're all valid. 
They're all they, valid. There's reasons for all three. Every pick yeah. is valid. And I think that's just all of our minds are different in what we like in our wrestling. Well, I actually like Seth way more than Roman. <laughs> no, I 100% do. But it's just, if I had to yeah. try to be un- I try to be unbiased on all my picks, mm-hmm. obviously it's going to come in. But if I, like, from an outside trying to be unbiased, I picked Roman. Hey, I'm Next f- year it's going to be MJF. Hopefully. Yeah, Hopefully. It will. it will. Hey, you never know. You never know. That's the best part about wrestling. But that will do it for this episode of Sports Power Talk. I don't know. Do we want to go through our list real quick? Do we want to say our categories? Yeah, I'll run it real fast. Yeah, run it real fast. He'll face turn Dominic Mysterio, promo, MJF, pretty much any time, honestly. Best return, Bray Wyatt. Best pay-per-view, AEW Full Gear. Best feud, CM Punk, MJF. Best match, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Future award, Ricky Starks, best tag team, The Acclaimed, best female wrestler, Bianca Belair, and best male wrestler, the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns. Jake, run through. Best heel face turn of the year, Wardlow's face turn at AEW Revolution. Best promo of the year, MJF shoots on Tony Khan. Best return of the year, Bray Wyatt at Extreme Rules. Best pay-per-view of the year, Forbidden Door. Feud of the year, Death Triangle versus The Elite. Best match of the year, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. And then I got Future Star Award going to Logan Paul. Best Tag Team of the Year, The Acclaimed. Female Wrestler of the Year, Bianca Belair. Male Wrestler of the Year, John Moxley. Yeah, and for me, my best heel turn was Christian and Luchasaurus. Best promo was MJF's Pipe Bomb. Best return of the year is Cody at Mania. Best pay-per-view of the year was AEW Revolution. Best feud was Sami Zayn and Jay Uso. Best match was Darby Allin versus Kyle O'Reilly at Double or Nothing. Future Star Award is Austin Theory. Best tag team of the year is The Acclaimed. Best female wrestler of the year was Rhea Ripley. And best male wrestler of the year was Seth Rollins. Guys, 2022 was a great year, but 2023, I feel like, is just going to be that much better. So... That will do it for this episode of Sports Power Talk Overtime. I hope you have all have an amazing new year and continue to enjoy what the wrestling world has to offer. Once again, as your host, my name is Logan Buchanan, and I was joined today by Alex Henry and Jake Marin. Take care and have a good New Year's.